0: So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello, and welcome to the Motherhood Village Podcast. I have a very special guest on today. I have Mrs. Elizabeth Brunner, who is the founder and CEO of Stereotype, a pioneering gender-free kids' fashion brand that aims to break free from traditional gendered clothing by creating what she coined as blended fashion. Love that. A mix of girl and boy aesthetics that are equal in value and defined by no one. Stereotype offers a wide range of stylish, comfortable, high-quality clothing and accessories, for children ages 4 to 14, enabling them to express themselves through their wardrobe choices without being limited by societal expectations, limits, and stereotypes. Oh, love that. Welcome, Elizabeth. How are you today?
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well.
0: Great. Okay, let's dive in. Well, before we dive into the main because and all the things with that, um, I'd like to ask my two questions to all my guests. Number one, what is your favorite book or one that you would like to recommend? doesn't have to be on parenting. It could be on anything.
1: Well, this is a parenting book. It's uh, The Conscious Parent by Dr. Shefali is probably the best book I've ever read about parenting and also about self-discovery. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I know that's a
0: new one she came out with. Um, and I heard some great reviews, so that's definitely on my list. Who and what has been a part of your motherhood village?
1: Uh, you know, that's a, that's a great question. I had, I have twins, so I had to really kind of reach out and figure out, um, A village of people who had multiples. So whether that was through online communities or talking to other friends who had multiples, um, it was really just a conscious effort to reach out or listening to podcasts, books. I mean, I feel like you can't really have, um, you know, a community so much per se in person, you have to sort of create a community that suits your life. And when you have twins, Um, for me, I didn't have a really a life at all for the first three years of parenting. Um, So having a community that you could reach out to online or, you know, friends that were in similar situations was really helpful. So that just finding your community anywhere you can is what I did.
0: That's so poignant too, because I think even if we have the family that's near us, I mean, I know people that have the grandparents around and there's friction because maybe they don't parent the same way as you or there's the ideals. And to your point, just because they're there, you should also seek out the parenting village that you need for you, right? Um, I mean, different generations, all the things. So that's a really good point that you could still have the physicality there of people around you but if they're not really helping you or supporting you and what you and your family needs, you have to sometimes seek out for that. So thank you for, for putting that distinguish, um, for putting that distinction out there. Okay, so stereotype. Now, um, I did some some background on, on your website and all the things. Tell me what was the inspiration for starting that. Um, and you know, I think it's such a powerful thing. Like, you, I, I read here of enabling the children to express themselves through their wardrobe choices without being limited by societal expectations, limits, and stereotypes. What was the inspiration to create something like this?
1: Yeah. So my inspiration are my twins. So I have a boy and a girl. And when they were about three, they started dressing three, around three to four, they started dressing themselves. And what I noticed is my daughter naturally was picking clothing from my son's wardrobe and my son was naturally picking clothing from my daughter's wardrobe. Wow. And there was no, you know, interference from me. I was more of an observation of, oh, look at their, their, my daughter wants to wear a dinosaur t-shirt. She wants to wear camo shorts. And my son wants to wear a sparkle skirt and, you know, a, a pink shirt. So for me, it was just looking and observing that and not judging it. And then, you know, allowing them to express themselves in a way that felt good for them. So along with just seeing them dress themselves, picking, picking out these clothing, I also was very aware of how they were expressing joy with wearing the clothing that they were picking for themselves. So it was really removing myself from the situation of like, no, you can't wear this. This is meant for you. This is meant for you and really looking at it more from a perspective of, you know, how are they expressing themselves? What's going on in their bodies? Are they radiating joy? Are they excited? And those answers were yes. And and it took me time to get there just in terms of, you know, this was the very early stages of, for me, it was they're playing dress up. But as they grew older, they kept on dressing in those same ways of wanting to dress from each other's wardrobe. And because I have twins, they have the same size of everything, um, it was really easy for them to experiment and to share. And that was really the basis for observing, um, dressing beyond a gender norm. And that was the beginning of stereotype in that way. Wow. And so many questions. Um, and it's interesting because you
0: mentioned the conscious parenting book by Dr. Shafali, and We hear a lot of conscious parenting. I interviewed someone on my podcast that does aware parenting based from Australia. Fantastic conversation. There's mindfulness. There's enlightening, like all these terms. And I think it all kind of relates to, and let me know if I'm wrong because you did read the book. I, I haven't read the book, but as far as the term, it all relates to kind of being aware, being mindful, being conscious of our reactions, our triggers um, of things that we might necessarily not necessarily agree with, societal expectations on ourselves as parents, how we will react. Um, I know if my son has had a tantrum, you know, I get, you know, like this, and it's more not so because he's having a tantrum. I think for m- most of us, it's the anxiety of, well, what are people going to think? He's making so much noise and putting on comfort of others. Um, and I think a lot of that goes into parenting that we don't talk about enough. Um, And I want to say this, I had a psychologist on my podcast and she has had stories about her daughter and how she had to reframe because her daughter only wants to wear superhero costumes and not the girl superhero spider-man like all the boy quote you know superheroes and she had this vision that she was going to dress her up in tutus and princess clothes and all these things and it was the complete opposite and she's a psych like, she's a therapist i should say and you know she had stories about this like can any other parents relate and there were a lot of like yes absolutely and what do we do so what did you do? And then, yes, you have this with seeing your children wanting to, as you said, maybe at first dress up. And now you're like, wait a minute, this is a part of who they are and what they want to do. When you came to that realization, how did that then turn into starting a business? Because as a business owner, that's two different things. So my point, you know, it's like, then how do you say, okay, well, I want to take this further? I I guess two part question. Part A is psychologically of telling yourself, okay, well, I am going to be more conscious with my children in this kind of letting my own, like you said, judgment, expectations, all of that kind of let go. And number two, then how does that transport into a business?
1: Right. I mean, you're asking so many great questions, Um, you know, having the self-awareness, as you said, you know, reading the book, Conscious Parent, it was great for me, but I already had a sense of, okay, I want to parent differently than I was parented. Sure. So I think having that as sort of your basis, because I think a lot of us do when you're a parent, you're like, well, I'm not going to make the same choices my parents made for me. So, you know, realizing that is the first thing. And then when you're actually in that parenting mode and you get triggered with something, like you said, you know, you're, um, I guess you had on her daughter wanted to wear superhero items and she had this vision. Oh, no, but she, I wanted to wear tutus and, yeah. you know, rainbows or whatever. Um, There is a grieving process that comes with that. Like it's not the way I thought it was going to be. It's, it was the same for my twins as well. You know, I have a boy and a girl. So I bought boy clothes and I bought girl clothes. And, sure. you know, it wasn't my expectation that they would be dressing from each other's wardrobes. But once they did, and I sort of, reframed it as this is who they are. This is what they're attracted to. It has nothing to do with gender. I removed the gender from it and didn't label it. And so I think if you're able to be self-aware enough to not label your child, you're not going to limit them. And you're also not going to limit yourself. And so that took a, a while to get to, you know, like I said, I thought they were playing dress up and this was just, you know, my son, I put a dress on him for the first time because he asked, all he wanted to do was twirl in it and dance because he liked the way the fabric looked on him when he was twirling. And that's just something that really lit him up from inside. And I didn't want to diminish any of that, right? I want to see more of that. I want him to feel good about himself and not feel like he's wrong for wearing something that he loves. And it was the same for my daughter. She loves to wear head-to-toe black. She loves sports jerseys. She likes to wear her baseball cap backwards. That's who she is. And so for me, you know, removing... The expectation that they need to fit into this box and you need to fit into this box was was a big one. And it took a while to get there. It's being self-conscious. It's being self-aware and understanding your own limits and practicing not reacting um, by a, a trigger because we're so deeply conditioned from our own childhood. We're so deeply conditioned in society. There's many ways we're conditioned and to step back and say, but is this still true for me now? And so I think having that awareness um, is really going to help, what really helps me come to the conclusion that if this is how I feel about my kids, I'm sure there's other parents out there that feel the same way. And that really sparked the idea for stereotype and wanting to start a business. I had no intention of starting a new business, but I was so inspired to by my own kids that it sort of felt like <laughs> I had to, it was, a, it was a deep calling and I just pursued it in that way.
0: I love that. And I think what you saw there too, I'm sure was like, okay, there's a problem. I think a lot of times the best businesses come from that aspect unknowingly, maybe unwillingly, you know, you're like, wait, I did not think, you know, that now I'm going to pivot whatever you were doing before and to start a business and put the time and the energy and the money and all of that to create something as special as whatever it is that you're creating, but then recognizing that there's a need for it based out of your own personal, you know, circumstance or situation with it. Um, through stereotype, how do you encourage more playful, creative, and expressive sense of self for everyone? And through the clothing, maybe talk to me about where the inspiration comes from. What these pieces look like. I'm on the site now, um, which I love. Um, yeah, like where did the inspiration come? Do you do you know? Do you create them? Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, so I'm a designer by trade. That is my my business. I had a business before called Piece by Piece, and it was all design. Um, related as well. And I, I created all these um, different garments with recycled fabrics. And so I already had a sense of design and that that was the the space I wanted to stay in. Like I said, I had no intention of starting a new business, but I, I've always been a creator. I've always been a designer to some degree. And so thinking about what would a clothing line look like if I were to blend boy and girl together. So, you know, I coined the term blended fashion because that's really what I'm trying to do is create, um, a feminine and masculine look with my clothing. And so you'll see from the website, there's a lot of black in the, in the clothing line. And there's a lot of reasons for that. There's practical reasons for it as a parent, which is things get stained, you know, very easily. I'm sure you've you've experienced that. So for me, that was like a practical thing. Um, but also that they're they're play clothes and they're made very well and they're they're very sturdy. Um, they're unique, so that you can maybe you're looking at the blazer now. So the blazer is made from sweatshirt material. So I call it a modern sweatshirt. Um, so it's very cozy, but you can throw it in the wash. But you can look very unique. It has a glitter um, notches. So there's there's elements to the clothing that are masculine and feminine, and so that that um, mm-hmm. term blended fashion blended fashion came from a mix of boy and girl and really looking at it as an equal playing field, right? It's not about a boy being better or a girl being better. It's they're both equal in value. They're equal in value and they should be defined by no one. And so for me, having experiences when my kids got older, I didn't want anybody to define my child. I, you know, it's just no one's job to define my child. My child, if they're interested in wearing certain things, that's for them to explore and to, you know... Um, own same for my my both my kids so for me it was creating a clothing line that was both um, blended and for boy and girl and that inspiration was just for my own kids and watching them pick their clothing I love that, and I'm on here
0: on your page, and I love you have a, a a quote here sentence that says we're here to elevate childhood in all its wonder and inspire its potential through new ideas, because wearing sparkles with camouflage and dinosaurs just looks good. And if it looks good, if it brings us joy, if it makes us want to do a little dance when we get dressed every day, then isn't it worth wearing? Oh, I love that, um, and it says no matter your age is a resounding yes. And I see you have adult clothing on here. Um, So that's awesome too. Um, I see adult tees. I'm up here. Wow. And matching and I love that. I love the joy aspect and I want to just pivot slightly back to that Um, because I think anyone listening to this, I, I think when you... When you can connect with people and say what your why is and the passion for something and it comes across, then it just elevates what you're doing and adds so much to it. So I want to talk about that quote just slightly, because I and we touched upon it with the conscious parenting and aware parenting, but I think the joy part, and you said it when you were talking about your son, and you were like, why would I diminish that? And I think a lot of times, and listen, I, the generations before, they did all the best that they could. I mean, you know, my mom's always like messing with me, like, oh, you know, sometimes she's like understanding, but I think sometimes she has her own maybe um, thing with it, because she's like, I feel like sometimes they make it seem like, you know, you guys grew up in X, Y, Z, and all the Things and I'm like, well, no, but it was different. And they had to do. They also didn't know better. There weren't books on conscious parenting, at least on at least not on a commercial level. Because the aware parenting um, uh, person, or she's a therapist as well, they did have books like that, but it wasn't on the level that it is now, right? And I I would imagine if someone was talking about that, they would say it's like foo foo or the whole like hippie. Like it, it was, it was far out as opposed to now it being mainstream especially with social media talking about it. So the reason why I'm saying all this and to bring it back to you is, I think that's so special to say joy and talk to me about the importance of the joy aspect in it and how you want people to feel when they do or adults and children when they are wearing this because I think sometimes we lose sight of that especially as I know for me a busy working mom and everything is go 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 that sometimes I have to remind myself like just be in the moment and be joyful with him in whatever aspect and everything else can wait so talk to me about the joy and what you want people to feel when they do wear stereotype?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's really about being present, right? Being in the present moment with your child, with yourself, even, you know, this this clothing brand is for kids, um, but it's really a message for adults as well about being aware of what feels good on you. What do you feel yeah. good in? You know, what brings you joy? So that translates to your child as well when they see you feeling good about yourself you know, being joyful with what you're wearing, what you're doing that translates. Right. So for me watching my kids, like, okay, my daughter's not wearing the dress I thought she would wear, but what am I seeing? Oh, she's climbing trees. She's pretending to be a dinosaur. She also loves to dress up in superhero items. That's what feels and powerful to her, right? She's, she's taking clothing and expressing herself and it's making her feel a specific way. And I can see that. And the only reason I can see that is because I'm being present with her in that moment. I'm not judging it. I'm not shooting ahead. I'm not thinking back. I'm right there with her, same with my son. So it takes a conscious effort, as we said before, talking about conscious parenting, to do that. And that's huge. It's not easy for a lot of people to do because we are so busy, right? We're inundated with things that need to get done. And when things don't go our way, our reaction can be to you know um be triggered and say no don't do that go change that go do this you know yeah. and you know i'm still in that that phase as well of just like no i don't like that shirt or shorts or if there's a hole in it like i want yeah. them to look you know the best they can um but it's really being present and trying not to to judge a moment and i think that that can be very difficult for a lot of people because we're our minds are so full and there's just so many things that are going on and there's a list of things that we, we are expectations that we have. Mm-hmm. And it's also, um, you know, we're living from experiences of our uh, experiences that we had from the past, right? you mentioned your mom and where she may say something or, you know, make a comment about something. And that takes us back to, well, that's not how I want it done. We get sort of, we ruminate on things that maybe aren't really yes. meant for us, right? But we can learn from those if we can be as present as we can be with our kids and also make different choices and be conscious with those choices so it does take work but it's worth it if you are getting a more um, enriched experience with your child and and raising your children
0: and I would imagine it motivates you when you see them happy and living their true self and who they are allows you to then I know it it gives me when seeing oh my goodness like he really is in his pure state doesn't really give you know like he's like He just is who he is, right? And through whether it is... generational and being on how we were raised, society, what we see on TV, all the things as we grow up that really molds us because to your point, no, we shouldn't look like that. We should do this and all the shoulda, wouldas and things that we should be doing. Um, it's something freeing about seeing our children when they live in that space and to give us that you know, motivation to kind of live more into who we are. And I want to talk about juggling mom life and business life and all the things. Um, How or I should say, yeah, how or do you bridge the gap of mom life, business life, work life and all the things like talk to me um, if you've been able to kind of bridge that gap? And if you have, please (laughs) help share like how has that worked for you? Or I guess I should say, what do you do um, to kind of eliminate and kind of juggle the, the different roles that you have?
1: Yeah. I mean, it is a juggling act and I wouldn't say I have, have it down at all, but because my business is inspired by my kids, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm playing two roles with my business. I'm a mom, right. But I'm also inspired by my kids to start a business. So they're integrated into the business in a lot of the ways that, um, I wouldn't have expected just in terms of, um, exposing them and, and telling their story, but it's so pivotal to the mission and the, the brand stereotype that I integrated my kids into my business. So that was a way to sort of close the gap of how am I, am I missing anything with my kids? I'm missing time with them. Am I too focused on my business that I'm not paying enough attention to them? I mean, I still have those feelings, but because my kids are integrated into my business and I, and I in fact made them co-founders last year, it became um, just integral in having them be a part of, the business as a whole, instead of just like, okay, you're just going to be modeling or you're going to be, um, you know, testing out the play clothes. They're actually giving me a lot of great ideas. They're giving me a lot of insights. They're 10, you know, my daughter is like, I'm pretty sure she's going to take over the, <laughs> the business. You know, I could see her taking over the business because she's just very motivated and proud and they feel really proud to be a part of the business. So in that regard, I feel like I really carved out a very unique, niche for myself because I, my kids are working with me, you know, they're not doing anything heavy handed, you know, they're not like doing marketing research or anything like that, but they're in the business in a way that's meaningful for them. And I wouldn't have the business idea without them. They're the DNA of the brand, literally. So having them be a part of the business was actually very essential for me feeling like I was able to continue the business in a way that was meaningful, knowing that they're a part of it in that way. And how has that
0: shaped like their confidence, their self-esteem, like being 10 years old, I would imagine like, like that's great. And I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, you're hitting them before their teenage years when maybe they'll start to kind of push away, but this is something that you guys have working together. So maybe talk to me from their side, like how has that enriched your relationship? How has it been for them? Like, are they, I would imagine, excited to talk to you about it? I know you said your daughter, but um. Yeah. Like, has it, have you seen changes in them? I guess I'll say like, have you seen changes from their aspect that you're like, oh wow, they have more confidence, self-esteem um, or, or where maybe they were a little more timid and now they're speaking up and they're like, mom, talk to me about that too.
1: Yeah. So my daughter, as I mentioned, is, is they're both brand ambassadors, right? So they're obviously, you know, um, co-founders, but they're brand ambassadors. So they are in the social media um, posts that we put up, but only limited, they don't have access. Um, so my daughter in particular, both my, both my kids are very proud to be a part of the brand and the mission. And they understand like my son, when I first launched the business, they weren't co-founders, but they, you know, were, they obviously knew they were the inspiration. And my son said to me, mom, this is a big deal. Other, other boys will know they can wear skirts too, and that they're not wrong. So for, for me, it was removing any sort of label that they were wrong. So having that be sort of the basis of look at what you've inspired, look at what I'm doing, look at what I'm creating um, really was a great touch point for them to just see like, oh, I'm inspiring something great and I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. And then once I made them co-founders and I sort of explained to them what it means and you know what their role would be. Um, I could see that that elevated their confidence a bit, especially with my daughter who will just tell almost anyone that she meets about the brand and we'll give them the website and we'll just go into full on pitch mode. And she's just naturally doing that on her own. That is not coming from me. Um, and so I can see that that is creating a lot of confidence in them, especially her. My son is a, a bit more shy to talk about it, but Um, It's great to see that they're, they're, they're approaching it in different ways and it is giving them a lot of value in who they are and also what they inspired and what they're contributing to.
0: Love it. And before we get into like how people can find you and purchase the items, because we're in the world that we are in, have you had to have talks with your kids? If let's say other people don't necessarily agree, whether family, um, friends? What has your experience been like? Because again, if anyone's listening that can relate to this, how have you had those conversations? If there's people that don't agree with saying, okay, let, let them be free to dress however they want. Can you talk maybe a little bit what your experience was with like that? And at young, it's still 10 is, is young, but even you know when you started having those conversations to say, no, live your truth. Can you talk to me about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely have pretty stark examples of my son and daughter having very different experiences Mm -hmm. in school about what they were wearing. So as I mentioned, my daughter loves to wear um, sports jerseys and baseball caps and camo, and she would never get any looks or pushback or any comments Mm -hmm. about that. My son, however, if he showed up in a hot pink sweater or something sparkly to school or wanted to wear a skirt, he would get looks. Um, he would get pushback. He would, even his classmates would say, you can't wear that. You're, you're a boy, not a girl. And so um, for me, that was really interesting and actually helped propel me to start the business and and push it out even more because people were making judgments on my kids. Like sure. I said, nobody's allowed to define my kids. They're defining themselves as they grow and I'm supporting them in that. And so for me, it was having the conversation of you're not wrong and they just don't know. Yes. You can wear what you want. I know you can. You know you can. You're safe at home. You're safe in this environment to express yourself in any way that you need to. And so having that conversation over and over again was something that really helped them feel as supported as they can. I can't change the outside world, right? But I can make sure my home is a safe place for them. I can stand with them if they get a a comment or a look or Mm -hmm. they feel uncomfortable in any way. I'm there and they know that. And I think that that has been really pivotal in just giving them the strength to be just themselves. They just want to be themselves, right? Mm -hmm. They're kids. They're not looking at clothing, the way we're looking at it and labeling it in gender forms, they're just looking at it as I like this and I want to wear it. I love this color. You know, I love the way this looks on me. So it takes a lot. It took me a lot of work to get there. Um, My reaction was usually anger. But then once I was like, okay, this isn't really about them. It's about me. I was able to bring it back to, they just don't know. They don't know how I'm raising my kids and I don't need to explain it. I just need to be aligned with my kids and supporting them.
0: Absolutely, because I think you, knowing that you have a safe space for them, I think in in all the aware parenting, mindful parenting, whatever name you want to call it, it goes down to being that safe haven and knowing that they can come to you for support. I will say to those listening that whether your child wants to wear the dress that's the boy or whatever, coming from someone who had a child, which we never talked about gender norms in the house. I bought my son pink scissors. Like I never, I think subconsciously I knew I never wanted to have that. Yes, I might have bought him boy clothes, but in my mind it was like anything else. Like pink. Like I didn't care about the pinks or anything. Like I was like, he's going to make his own, like I just, I don't know, something I was very subconscious of or self-aware of, but he goes to school. He's only six, only going to be six. And we've had conversations. He's like, mommy, do you know that boys should only wear blue and girls should only wear pink? And this was a, a time for me. So any parents listening to this, if your child comes and it was an opportunity for me to say, well, that's not really true. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, you can wear whatever you want to wear. So my husband was coming in. I think my husband had worn like a, I don't know, it was like a peach shirt or something that looked pink. And I was like, daddy has worn, you know, X, Y, Z. And he was like, he has? And I'm like, yes. And this is where I realized the outside factors, the outside world. And that's the scary part of parenting that have the influences in our child, in our children. And all we can do is when they come back is to try and teach in the best way. Now, this is what worked for me in my household because I wanted him to be inclusive and understand like, listen, buddy, because for him, it might not be clothes, but it could be something else that he may want to do that the rest of the world thinks that he shouldn't. Right. So I said, you can wear whatever you want and he kind of like was like, I don't know, and like walked away. Um, but I was like, no, anytime he brings that up, like we need to have a conversation like you like wearing blue and that's fine. But if your friend likes to wear purple or pink, you. I said, does that change the kind of friend that he is? Like, And he's only five and we've had to have these conversations. So um, for any parents listening on both sides of it, if you have little ones coming to you or you have little ones coming to you that may even start some of that judgment of being like, well, this should be this. And I'm like, no. Nope. People can be who and what. I was like, as long as they are treating people with respect, and we talk a lot about kindness and having good hearts and all the things, I was like, that's all I care about. I was like, I don't care what people wear. And he, of course, like I said, he's five, so he kind of walked away. But I'm like, I'm hoping over time that those little nuggets will help as he gets older and that maybe he can protect someone if they're hearing someone being made fun of or someone telling them. So No one prepares us for these things in parenting at all, but it's wonderful to see businesses like yours that are developed from situations and to kind of, to, to make that change and make a stance and say, this is what I'm going to do. So that, that's awesome. Um, Where can people find you? I'll put it in the show notes, but also share maybe where people can find you, how people can connect with you. Are you on all the social media, the TikToks and all the things?
1: (laughs) There's so many, I can't keep track. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I am. um, You can find the website, uh, StereotypeKids.com to check out the clothing and learn more about the mission of Stereotype. Um, Stereotype Kids official on Instagram. And we do have a Facebook page, Stereotype Kids. And we do have a TikTok account, um, Stereotype club stereotype. Oh, I can't even remember. It's actually club S T K. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, trying to keep up with all the social channels is a challenge, but, um, that's where you can find me. And I'm really appreciative of your remark about your son and you trying to also guide him to, you know, just be authentic to himself and and you're not wrong for wanting to dress your child up in a boy, boy clothing, if he's a boy and a girl yeah. in girl clothing, right? That's, that's not the point of sure. my brand or my mission. It's more about supporting a child's individuality and we all need to be supported in our own individuality as well, which is why this message isn't just for kids. It's for adults as well. We're not done learning. We're not done growing just because we have kids. We are meant to evolve in every area of our life, including parenting. And our children really challenge that. And that is a great thing because they can show us, they can mirror to us the places that we need to grow and change. And for me, this was the particular area that they inspired me to grow and change in. So I champion and advocate for individuality for all, for everyone. Oh God, I love that. So I actually got the chills. That's such a
0: a powerful way to end the conversation. Thank you so much Elizabeth for creating this brand. I look so forward to putting these conversations out there. This is what it's about. It's about education, it's about con- talking about these things, it's about having people being aware of what's out there. Now I am aware. So if I hear parents like, "Hey, any, you know, in all any mom group, it's like, "Yep, Let me take you to a company that has, you know, like inclusive fashion and, you know, the gender, what did you call it? The blended fashion, you know? So thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming on, um, for sharing your truth and for creating this line and continued blessings to you for love and light. Thank you. Thank you so
1: much, Nicole. It was great to be here.
0: Thanks. Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village Podcast